Jones. Oh, that wasn't even that loud. Both um. of us are single and... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, actually remind me to tell you something having to do with that after we are finished recording. Alright. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna forget and then I'm gonna be editing this. Like, You'll be like... We can be like... Um, Alright, so... Do you want to get started? Yes, I'll put my phone away. Cool. So, welcome to Adjunct Astrologers. Snack time. Snack time. Episode two. Ep- yeah, episode two of snack time. And if you don't know what snack time is, <laughs> it's when we, one or both of us, will be going out of town the next weekend and we just record another episode. So if you listen to last week's episode, we are... S- Still just as hot and sweaty yeah. <laughs> as we were complaining about. And yeah, it's just like a shorter, like more fun episode. Uh, last time we did a pop quiz and yeah. it was real fun. <laughs> um, but we always eat snacks. Yeah, we always eat snacks beforehand. Or uh, Dern. Or Dern, yeah. You can bring those over. <laughs> <laughs> today, so Aaron's been like pretty vegan for the last couple of weeks. And today I was getting ready to come over here, and last time we did a snack time episode, I brought trail mix that had some chocolate in it, and Aaron was like, this isn't vegan. I didn't say it like <laughs> You didn't say it like that. You were the most respectable vegan about it. You are like, oh, that's not vegan. But today I was scrambling, like, what the fuck can I bring? Because I'm like a bad vegetarian. I had no vegan snacks in my apartment, so I brought... <laughs> Two apples in like a packet of almond butter. It was butter. great though. <laughs> but it was like the least Michelle snack. <laughs> like I never have eaten a snack like that before mind. <laughs> it was so refreshing. It was because we put the apples in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then the way you like you kept them on the little cutting board. It was, it so was very cute. cheese board of me. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. So we're snacked. So we're snacked, and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read an email that someone emailed us. Um, someone. <laughs> someone. So on the previous snack time episode, <coughs> Michelle had a trivia question where she asked me what sign was most likely to be a serial killer. And it was based on a, like, fake news article. Yeah. But it, so I had prefaced it by saying, like, this article said that it was based on an FBI report, which none of that was true. Yeah. But anyway, they did put forth an idea of who would, which sign would be most likely, would most likely be a serial killer. Yeah. And so I thought about it, and then I very confidently said, <laughs> Leo. <laughs> and Which was a fair guess. Yeah. And so I was wrong. But my mother, Elaine, who is a Leo, uh, <laughs> and she emailed Adjunct Astrologers and said, Erin, in a past episode, I'm curious as to why you guessed Leo when asked which sign was most likely to become a serial killer. Love, Mom. That's, like, the most <laughs> incredible, like, like she didn't have to say anything nope. to say what she wanted to say. Nope. <laughs> Uh, so you, like, texted me when I was in bed, and you're like, oh, email from your mom, and I was like, oh, gosh, what is this going to be? <laughs> How embarrassed do I have to be? But no, it was a really funny email. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about why I chose yeah. Leo as a serial killer, and I was trying to think of someone who would be very smart mm-hmm. and meticulous, 
but also someone who is like gregarious and can kind of use that to sway people. Mm -hmm. Because serial killers, a lot of the time, they they like get people to do what they want them to do. Um, so I was trying to think of signs that could do that, and also signs that are like kind of vague, not vague, but like like to invested in their appearance. Yeah, and like like what people think about them, and like serial killers, a lot of the time they want to be like known for their crimes. And known for that. And yes, a lot of this Leo stuff I've seen firsthand yep. in <laughs> my mom. Um, oh! <laughs> I just meant in, like, Leos we both know. And Leos I both know, but I'm... And Matt's a Leo, too. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So, like, when Matt and I started getting along, I was just like, it makes sense. Like, you remind me of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's what I was kind of thinking of when I said Leo. I was yeah. wrong. It was, it's an Aries. Well, like, you're not wrong because there's no, yeah. there's no, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's but right. like, so you, there are Leo, I'm sure there are Leo serial killers yeah. out there. There was no right answer, but based on the fake news, you yes. were wrong. Yeah. Yep. So thank you, mom, for sending in that email. Yeah. Thanks for emailing us. And I guess else? we should do, we should do a thank you horoscope oh, for your mom okay. on the next episode. Yeah. Next episode, mom, I'll write you a horoscope. So what did we talk about today <laughs> i'm talking about a cult and you've been keeping your secret i know so should i go first um because you said it like coincides yeah i feel like yours might get a little bit more yours will be more specific yes um mine there wasn't a whole lot of information and you went first i'll go first yeah you go first okay Erin's um, been like keeping her secret, <laughs> which we don't usually do. Um, but I think the idea was we were generally gonna go into like something culty or yeah, yeah. I knew that that Michelle had like wanted to talk about like a certain cult for <laughs> this thing, and yeah. I was like, okay, I'll find something that like is comparable or like coincides well. Right. And so I found Mithraism. <laughs> Mithraism? Yeah. <gasps> Which is a Roman mystery religion that flourished in... I, Aaron, <laughs> I love... So the, like, kind word for these are, like, new religious movements, mm. NRMs. I, I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. So just please All right. read it. So, uh, well, it's a mystery religion that flourished in the 2nd through 4th century. Oh, so not new, no, but... Yeah, and was kind of rising at the same time as Christianity was. Okay. Um, so this is like an old school cult. Yes. Um, and kind of the reason that they think there's like not a lot known about this because it was so short and no one wrote anything about it. It was really, really secretive. So all they have are like kind of the time periods for when this was kind of being practiced. Mm -hmm. And also they have like the physical things. <laughs> nice. Um, so they have like physical... Like artifacts? Yeah, artifacts. Okay. And so the reason that I'm talking about this cult is because there is some astrological <gasps> stuff in it. Um, okay. So, so ready. What do yeah. they believe in? What do they do? Well, we don't really know exactly what they believe because, like, they didn't, like, write it down. Okay. Um, and it was super secretive. But they believe that it's more like a cult-like group than, like, an actual religion because it because it came so quickly mm. that they believe it was just, like, one 
there was like a term for it. Oh, but it was by one religious genius. So like okay. religious genius, air quotes, who kind of was like, this is my idea. People follow me. And it was in the Roman Empire, but they also found stuff in Turkey and Britain and parts of like Asia. Okay. The cult was supported by several emperors, including... Um, I'm not going to read all these names. <laughs> but, like, three three different, like, emperors it was, like, supported okay. by. And most of the followers of Mithraism were Roman soldiers or minor government employees. It was also adopted by the pagan aristocrats of, like, the 4th century in Rome as part of a conservative, conservative movement in opposition to the new Christian empire. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, Mithraism is... Uh, frequently said to be the reason that people celebrate Jesus Christ's birthday on December 25th uh, because that was it was the birth of the sun in in Mithraism. Oh, yeah. So and many prophets are Capricorns, yeah. man. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ actually wasn't born in he was born in the spring. <laughs> Says who, Aaron? No. My mother. <laughs> Lifelong Catholic. So he was known, the the popular Roman god known as the Unconquered Son. His birthday was December 25th, and they celebrated him on, mm-hmm. on this day. So their rituals included communal meals and the theme of sacrifice and salvation, which sounds a lot like a lot of ancient religions. Yeah. The Persian Mithras, which was like their god, he was the god of contracts. What a lame right? god, right? <laughs> so, like, that's, like, the literal meaning of his name. Okay. But things associated with contracts are, like, justice, friendship, cattle herding. Okay. <laughs> and the sun. So, like, the sun in their religion was to, like, the sun god, like, kept, everyone kept their oaths about, mm. with with this guy. So, their main image was of Mithras, the sun god, killing a bull. And this is in nearly, like, all of their temples and the temples are generally like in caves um, or some like underground room and it they all looked kind of different but they all had an altar with two pillars okay that was like and like they found a lot of fossilized like few food remnants so like they had these feasts on this altar and I don't know what else happened there but <laughs> It was all men, so... <laughs> oh, it was all men? Yeah, no women allowed. No women. Were mm-hmm. they, like, an abstinence cult? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That Heaven's Gate was, like, no sex oh, cult. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so it was all men. And so their main image is the bull, but there's this other main image that is, like, associated with them. And it is Mithras, who is accompanied by a dog, snake, scorpion, and raven, as well as two minor deities who are also dressed in Persian attire. Wait, so that's like this god's posse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. a bunch of animals and some other gods? Yeah. Okay. Um, in this scene, Mithras is killing the bull. Oh, and okay. so an er- interpretation of the bull killing scene is that in, it's an astrological allegory. Mm. Uh, since elements in this scene correspond to groups of constellations. Yeah. Yeah. So according to this view, astrology was central to Mithraism because that was like their main image and provided the specific of the soul's celestial journey, which is their descent from earth to heaven. (gasps) So like they believed like killing this bull got them from earth to heaven. Okay. Yeah. So the final thing that kind of connects it to 
astrology Mm -hmm. is that there were seven different like ranks that you could go through in in this Scientology okay sorry I'm just like (laughs) it goes through everyone okay so there were like seven different grades and each was named after a different planet the first one was and like we don't know what these mean or right, what right right so like raven uh is the first one and that was the planet was mercury mm-hmm. the second one was nymphus which was venus the third was soldier which is mars fourth is lion which is jupiter uh fifth is persian which is moon six is heliodromus which literally translates to sun runner mm-hmm. um is the sun and father is seven is saturn and which makes sense because Saturn is yeah. the father. And um, so the fathers were like considered like the priests. Like they were the ones that like ran it. So like the name father <gasps> like coincides with like Christianity. Christianity. Oh, yeah. that's so fascinating. Yeah. It's like such an interesting mix of like Roman gods and paganism and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Or Christianity is a mix of that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it, there was so little like written down about this mm-hmm. that they're like we don't understand really what the connection is to Christianity because we don't know like how much other people right knew about this um I think there's like 50 confirmed cave dwelling things that they've confirmed yeah um and a lot of them had this weird statue in it that was just like a man with like a lion head uh yeah it's real spooky uh <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that's why they like say that it's connected to astrology. Astrology. Yeah. But there's not a whole those Leos, man. Yeah. <laughs> those Leos. Those Leos. Um awesome. Yeah. That's just like a little teaser. I know. I was like I literally just put in like astrology and cults and <laughs> I uh, this was like came up on the first page and I was like Michelle's going to love it. I love it. Okay. So, I guess you you might have guessed I'm going to talk about Heaven's Gate. Yes. And interestingly enough, they also believed in or basically were seeking to get to heaven through some sort of ascension. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so a lot of this stuff I'm going to say I found in a book called Heaven's Gate, America's UFO Religion, which is by Benjamin Zeller. And I first heard about this book and what I'm going to talk about on an episode of Sword and Scale, which is an awesome true crime podcast. Because I, like, knew about Heaven's Gate, but I didn't know their origin story had to do with astrology until I listened to that Sword and Scale episode, and the host of Sword and Scale interviewed Benjamin Zeller. So, Mm -hmm. Okay, so Heaven's Gate was, depending on your perspective, a religious group or a suicide cult. Like, in his book, Benjamin Zeller argues that it really was, in some ways, a religious movement because it had a fully fleshed out religious belief system mm-hmm. with entities and and it was had so much to do with Christianity in some ways. But they also very much were known for a long time as, a long time after they committed group suicide as a suicide cult. So it came out of San Diego in the 1970s. Um, I think the, like... It's said to have started in, like, 1974. But I'm going to talk about when the two leaders who describe themselves as, like, the two or the witnesses, when Mm -hmm. they met. 
Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. So Alrighty. just a, a rundown, Heaven's Gate. Um, it was one of, like, many, like I said, NRMs, new religious movements. I've that, never heard that term. <laughs> I'm just super into cults. Um, but NRM is, like, a m- less, I guess, like, a nicer way of describing mm-hmm. a lot of the religious movements that were happening in the 70s and 80s, especially on the West Coast, because... Um, a lot of them incorporated elements of Christianity, New Age, spiritualism, and pop culture. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of them are like, oh, it's like kind of based on Star Trek, but mm-hmm. also Jesus. And Heaven's Gate was not unique in that it did have a lot of those elements. Um, and it was actually originally called Human Something Metamorphosis. For a while, it was like the acronym was HIM, H-I-M. Because they were, like, one of those movements that changed. Their, like, mm-hmm. belief system changed a lot. But So for a while, they were called something to do with metamorphosis. Um, it began as a loose collective formed by two self-proclaimed witnesses, Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Lou Nettles. So along the way, like I said, the group developed a complicated theology fusing Christian, New Age, and American cultural elements, including uh, multiple religions, sci-fi, and pop culture. Though they were originally against suicide, they're best known for, in March of 1997, I think like 30-something members committed suicide in like a mansion in San Diego. But like I said, they originally believed, so as many other Americans, they believe in like a heavenly father and an ultimate goal of heavenly salvation, which they call the next level, or they called the Mm -hmm. next level. But... They reframed all of this, like, Judeo-Christianity beliefs as referring to the literal heavens, outer space, and extraterrestrial beings. Because didn't they want to go on a UFO? Well, they believed, so they believed that to get to heaven, you, um, do I have a a good thing written down about this? If I, let's see. Um, so they believed that they would journey to outer space while still alive, bringing their physical bodies with them through a process, um, akin to metamorphosis. So they believed that their body would go through like a chemical change, Mm -hmm. but the thing that would transport them was like an unidentified flying object that was like piloted by this heavenly being, Mm -hmm. um, which is why they eventually commit suicide around the timing of the Hale-Bopp comet because they there were all these reports that a UFO was trailing the comet and mm-hmm. they thought that like that was the sign that that was the UFO that was going to help them ascend to their wow. next level. <laughs> I hate that it's called the next level. I but I was I was like reading this book and apparently they Oh, what did I say? I can't remember, but basically they used all of this space-like terminology to define everything that they did. So they call their bodies, like, vehicles. The house they lived in was called The Craft. I can't remember. There was something about them doing laundry that I texted you about. Like, what they called laundry, even, was, like, a space term. Um, But anyway, so back to the founders. Um... Like I said, they started out thinking that you had to be alive to go through this uh, metamorphosis. But one of the founders died, um, Bonnie Lou Nettles, died in 
1985, and that's when the other founders started changing the teachings to think that people might have to die in order to journey mm-hmm. onto the next level. Um, so a little bit more about Bonnie Lou Nettles and Marshall Applewhite, who had a lot of weird names for each other. Their relationship was completely platonic, but they had these pet names for each other, like Bo and Peep mm-hmm. and Guinea and Pig. Um, so Bonnie Lou Nettles had not been particularly religious growing up, though she was raised as a Baptist. As an adult, she became interested in the occult, New Age spiritualism, and astrology. She considered herself a practicing astrologer. Marshall Applewhite, on the other hand, had been raised by a preacher, I think a Presbyterian preacher, and had even pursued seminary school for a while. He attended like a divinity school, um, and even though he dropped out to study music, he stayed involved in religious communities, like up until Christian communities, up until he met Bonnie Lou Nettles. Um, but it was also, it was always sort of a fraught relationship with religion to him because he was bisexual, mm-hmm. um, and had relationships with men that were obviously fraught because of the time period, like the seventies and the eighties. Um, so... Bonnie Lou Nettles and Marshall Applewhite met in the psych ward of a hospital in Houston, Texas in 1972. There are numerous accounts of why Applewhite was in the hospital. Some people say he was a patient there. Um, Other accounts say he was just there visiting. But either way, we both know that they met, or we know that they met there Mm -hmm. in 1972. Um, And Nettles was there working as a nurse. So she was a practicing nurse, astrologer on the side. Great. Um, Either way, what, you know, no matter why Applewhite was there, they both happened to be going through, like, moments of turmoil. Nettles was going through a divorce. Um, She was actually one of the reasons going through a divorce is her husband didn't support her interest in astrology. No way. He thought it was, like, weird... And she had a bunch of kids. That's wild. She was, like, married with, like, four kids or something. So they, she was, had just gone through a divorce, I think. Um, and Applewhite had also been divorced. And he had just gotten fired from a job at a school, like, at a college, because he was having a relationship with a male student. Mm. So that's why some people think he had committed himself to the psych ward. That was, like, one of the accounts. But um, at that time, Nettles also claimed, so aside from her astrology, it was like common knowledge that she felt like she had psychic contact with someone she called Brother Francis, who was a monk who had died in the 1800s. So she just (laughs) casually thought she was like talking to this Uh monk, this Franciscan monk. monk who was called Brother Francis. So anyway... Right before this, like, in the early 70s, Applewhite said that he had been under... He had been experiencing mystical visions Mm -hmm. um, in the previous months. But because he didn't have enough knowledge of, like, New Age religion, he didn't feel like he could interpret them. And he had been looking for someone to help him interpret his mystical experiences. Um, And he said all this in an interview in like the 80s he explained that when he first met nettles the you know his counterpart she offered to create his astrological chart so it said that he like 
ran out to his car to get his birth certificate and like brought it back into the hospital and she did his birth chart right there. Um, oh my god, put that in your Tinder profile. I know. Like, <laughs> I'll do your birth chart. I know. <laughs> like, please submit your <laughs> date of birth, the location. So Marshall Applewhite was a Taurus. Mm-hmm. He was born on May 17th, 1931. And Bonnie Lou Nettles was a Virgo born on August 29th, 1927. So interestingly enough, they're both earth signs, mm-hmm. which means they have a lot of harmonious things. They're they're yeah. compatible in terms of being very practical, practically oriented. They know how to get something done. So based on the birth chart that uh, Bonnie created for Marshall, she determined that they had known each other in a previous life and that they had an important mission to perform together in their new incarnations. They used this new realization to explain not only Applewhite's recent mystical experiences, but all the relationship problems and other interpersonal demons that had plagued the two of them over the previous years. So, right, like I said, they had both gone through divorces. Marshall Applewhite was struggling with his sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Um, It had affected his work life. So she, interestingly enough, that's why, like, now when people study Heaven's Gate, they say, like, at the time everyone thought that he, Applewhite, was, like, the driving force Mm -hmm. of the religion. But a lot of people say that, like, Actually, it was Bonnie Lou Nettles' knowledge of astrology and her ability to, like, use her understanding of astrology to convince Marshall Applewhite that they were meant to, like, go out and do this crazy project together. Yeah. So, um, this is a quote from Marshall Applewhite in that interview. Uh, He said, It was as if we were being guided by forces greater than ourselves. We were snatched from our previous lives. We went through a confusing period of transition. Um, and oh, then, what? I wonder what it was in the chart that proves that you know each other. Yeah, I know. I I searched and I, like, didn't have enough time. I have mm-hmm. some notes on the chart, but... Because there are, like, other people who are obsessed with cults who, like, have written blogs about his yeah. chart. So, this is... Benjamin Zeller writing about this experience. It provided sanction for them to reject the most painful parts of their lives and form a new platonic partnership together based on mutual spiritual development. Um, And years later, when they started tracking comets for signs of UFOs, it was like a natural progression Mm -hmm. in some way because they had always looked at the sky for meaning for guidance um so like i said i of course was like what the hell is going on in their charts um and interestingly enough i couldn't find her chart anywhere everything i saw was about his chart Mm -hmm. and i think that does go back to the idea that people think he was like the mastermind Mm -hmm. um so he is a taurus he's a double taurus which means both his moon and his sun are in taurus um and i'm not really sure what it means when like both of them are in Taurus, but a moon in Taurus makes someone very passionate and romantic and unwavering. Mm -hmm. And if you think back to our other episode about earth signs, about all the elements, Mm -hmm. I think I talked about Taurus as being very 
committed already. Like they're, they're good at understanding what it takes to complete a project. So if you think about like, he really, they were good at understanding what it takes to build a religious movement. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, he, another thing I noticed on his sign, um, is he's a Aries ascendant. Um, so which means quick, headstrong, they command and take charge energy that's fiery and motivating. Overall, Aries rising signs are energetic, but they can overwhelm people if their passion doesn't have enough places to go, which made me think about his, like, failed relationships, Mm -hmm. is that it seems like he was, like, really committed to a bisexual lifestyle, but, like, he couldn't find a partner that was. Yeah. These fiery ascendants need a lot of movement and action, whether through intense workouts, sexual marathons, or even taking the stage as entertainers. But to me, like, that just sounds like a perfect cult leader. Yes, yeah. Like, the mix of, like, practical... The main stage leader. Yeah, like, being very practically minded and knowing, like, what I need to accomplish to get something done. But then also this other, like energetic entertainer presence Mm -hmm. it makes sense that people thought he was like the front runner of this cult yeah so that is heaven that's the astrological origin story of heaven's gate america's ufo religion (laughs) like imagine if you and i did our birth charts and we're like all right we have to start a cult right (laughs) that was like the next step for the podcast is we realized i'd be like "Mm." i'd be like oh no I just um, see myself moving in different direction with my own projects, Erin. Fun while it lasted. (laughs) That's really cool. Isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy to me that, like, in the same decades, the president. Yeah. Like, it must have been in, like, a fad. Totally. But a fad that has lasted. Well, there's, like, a lot of interesting cultural or, like, social, sociological studies on why the 70s and 80s saw those new religious movements, and Mm. I think a lot of it has to do with trying to find a belief system that doesn't feel outdated, but also struggling to, like, create something totally new, which is why they all have to do with Jesus in some weird way. Yeah. Yeah, like, Heaven's Gate, one of the things that I thought was so interesting is because they were so... Their whole, their driving motivation was to leave Earth. Mm-hmm. So that means they consciously rejected earthly things like sex. Like they they were abstinent, like hardcore. You were not allowed to have sex there. And didn't they have like really intense diets? I think like so. I think they were dietary restrictions. Yeah. But they, before they like set up in that mansion, they spent a lot of time just like nomading around. But that, like, at the same time is kind of caught up in the culture of, like, Generation X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a rejection of a lot of those material things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cults. Cults! Cult, cult astrology! <laughs> Follow us everywhere. Yep. Um, send us questions. Send us questions. Send us snacks. Oh, send us snacks. We should set up a P.O. box. <laughs> you can send us snacks at adjunctastrologers at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and right. it's still really hot. It's still so hot. Okay. Bye, Bye. We're going to melt. <laughs> but we still love you.